Welcome to the Level Up Leader Podcast. I'm your host, Michael King. I'm an executive coach and founder of Teams.Coach. I work with C-level leaders to clarify, expand the vision, elevate performance, and level up leadership. On today's podcast, I am joined by Jeff Barch. Now, Jeff is a storyteller, marketing strategist who built his career as a television editor in Hollywood. His clients include ABC, NBC, Universal, Disney, Apple, and many others, with thousands of students and clients in over 50 countries and around the world. His commentary on the entertainment industry has been featured in Time Magazine, USA Today, the Associated Press, and multiple different textbooks. Jeff is the founder of Story Greenlight, an online community that helps experts and professional advisors shape their message, grow their business, and expand their impact in the world. Please welcome Jeff to the podcast. Mr. Jeffrey Barch, welcome to the Level Up Leader Podcast. So excited awesome, to have man. you, man. Glad to be here, man. Looking forward to it. Now, we know each other for, I don't know, uh, a, a year plus-ish now. We've been yeah, in- uh, about a year. Maybe longer than that. Yeah. Um, we've been in, in the same mastermind, in the same tribe together. So I've always been um, incredibly fascinated by what you do and who you are as a leader, um, and even just a creative thinker as well. Uh, you're just a brilliant thinker. Um, but you're a good dude as well. So thank you for being one of those people uh, as well in my life. Uh, tell us a little bit about who you are. What are you doing? Sure. We're If we're just getting to know each other, my name is Jeff Barch. I am a communicator. I'm a marketing strategist. Uh, my background is in the entertainment industry. And uh, I spent over 20 years editing broadcast television in Los Angeles for uh, pretty much all the major television networks and cable channels. And uh, part way along the way, I decided, you know what, I, I want to help teach people what I've been learning here about communication and storytelling in Hollywood. And what that's turned into uh, is my online business called Story Greenlight. And Story Greenlight is all about helping client-driven professionals create genuine human connections with your prospects so you can short change short you know short shorten that time going from prospect to paying client so it's about creating genuine human connections through storytelling i love this uh, i love this a lot i think we've we might even have off you know offloaded some ideas back and forth to each other but um, i'm a firm believer that the idea of like whoever tells the best story always wins and, yeah. um, and I do believe that, um, that we live in a world in which stories are happening around us all the time. We don't really necessarily as maximize them as organizations, the best, um, all the time. So I do feel like that this is a functional need for, especially for entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and even all the way up to the C-level leader who needs to take responsibility for the stories that their organizations are telling. Um, what are some of the, what are some of the gaps that you're seeing right now? What are some of the biggest issues that you're seeing with working with, with, uh, clients and organizations? Well, I think one of the, one of the biggest gaps is that a lot of people don't realize the power of what's available to us because a lot of people, they might hear the idea of storytelling as a fad. They might say, oh, well, it's the latest buzzword 
you know, in, in marketing circles or something like that. And, and, and when you sit down and you really dig into what story is, I mean, it, it's not just a way that you, that it, it's not just a way that you talk with your marketing department. It's, it is a form of human connection that has been in place literally since human civilization has been around. It is literally hardwired into our brain chemistry. It's it, That's how deep this stuff goes. And so that's one of the big gaps right off the bat is we're playing with dynamite a lot of the time and we don't even know how to put it to how to put it to use. Um, so that's that's the first thing. And then I'd say the second thing is it's easy to overlook the idea of story to say, well, hey, this is oh, fine. Let's tell stories and you can, you know, you, you can connect with people and things like that. But something I'd like to uh, dig in a little bit more with a conversation today is the idea of understanding story structure and how that applies to leadership, because it's not just about telling stories. It's about understanding what story is and how it works in all of our lives and in our businesses. And basically it, 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 it's, it's so wide ranging. It can literally go touch any part of your life if you'll let it, but it, it's, a, it's a whole can of worms and I could talk about it forever. Well, let's open that can of worms, you know, because I think that that is one of the hard parts about it, especially when we're dealing with. So if I, if I'm, if I'm shifting this over and just kind of taking the lens that you're that you're uh, very graciously lobbying up to me, um, and I start looking this through the lens of you know C level leaders and also uh, the you know the passionate visionary entrepreneur solopreneur the people that are the guys that are just you know the, the startups out there that are going okay how do we nail this? Um, there's so many different definitions of st of story. Number one, number two is that understanding. Um, story doesn't just happen on the outside. It happens also on the inside. Yes. And we miss out on maximizing opportunities for influence because we're consistently thinking our motivations are looking for different things. So talk to me about this concept that you're, that you're bringing up today. Sure. So I, I think the, the beginning place is to say that, you know, let's just say the obvious. I mean, storytelling can be it can be super simple. It can be as simple as dropping one sentence of a personal association that you have with a certain time or place. You know, it, it something that I call a story nugget. It can be something as complex as an epic multi-episode series, multi-movie series, a television series going on for decades. Uh, so that's the first thing. It can be incredibly simple incredibly complex and extended um, and anywhere in between. So that's the first part. So when, when you're thinking about that, you have to say, okay, what's the framework? You have to have mm -hmm. some kind of a framework to be able to wrap your head around it. And uh, if you talk to a Hollywood screenwriter, th their face will light up and they'll say, let me tell you about three-act structure and all the 72 moving parts that you must have in order for your movie to not suck, you know? And... <laughs> So that's what we don't want to do. That's where things go off the rails. So I, I like to talk with my people in terms of what I call the master story framework, something super 
uh, super accessible and it, it's got three elements to it. It's about a character who wants something, overcomes obstacles to get it and experiences transformation as a result. Uh, if you're familiar with the work of Donald Miller with some of his writings, uh, he created his business called StoryBrand. He uh, he was the source of some of these ideas originally in some of his writings, and I've uh, built them out as I've gone along. So a character who wants something, overcomes obstacles to get it, experiences transformation as a result. So that's the basic. That's That's the basic area of where we start. So then when, when you start talking about, you know, well, just let's start talking about, okay, whose story are we talking about? You know, you can start with oneself because the, one of the reasons that this is so powerful is story is something that is a literal mirror of our life. All of us are living a story, a linear story, and it progresses, um, and we, we see these examples all around us. So you can start applying that to, your, to ourself. But the instant that you move outside yourself, you start finding that mine and yours is not the only story that's rolling here. Everyone's rolling with a story. And so when you step into a leadership role, the more entities you bring on board, the more storylines you start dealing with and then you so so really the core of what happens here is you uh, you start dealing with what i call story alignment mm. how many stories are running who are the characters what do they want what's keeping them from getting them and what is the transformation what's the change that we want to see and so if it's just if it's just you as say, for instance, as a solopreneur, you have at minimum your story, you have the story of your business, you have the story of your audience. If you are uh, showing up on different social media platforms or something like that, those platforms are a character in and of themselves. Because for instance, if you're, if you're wanting to uh, have a social media presence on YouTube, YouTube is not, YouTube is very clear about what it wants. It wants people to stay on the platform. So, you know, just th things like that. So all these <laughs> right, elements, right. All, all these storylines start stacking up on top of each other. And you say, okay, are they lined up or not? Is everyone getting what they want? That's the core question of story alignment is, is everyone getting what they want? And if not, why? And how can we align these stories such that everyone is getting what they want. So if, I, if I'm hearing you correctly, a story requires strategy. Yes. And I think a lot of times in misalignment, sometimes it's our motivation, sometimes it's our reaction, sometimes it's out of desperation, but we go off of a grid or we don't develop a strategy or we vacate a strategy because of you know, we feeling like, oh, we got to make something happen really fast. So I've, I've seen, I've seen the storytelling methodology of feeling like I'm looking at a spider web instead of an arrow. Um, mm -hmm. Right. To where it's like, I'm watching, 
you know, I'm either scrolling through social media or I'm looking at an ad campaign or I'm looking at a billboard and I'm realizing, okay, these stories have nothing to do with each other. And I don't necessarily know how they all play together. Um, when we talk about misalignment, is that what you're talking about? It can be. Okay. If, if the, uh, for instance, if a business, uh, if a business division, if say, if, if the marketing arm of a business is not completely clear on what the story of its business is, what the story is of their audience, um, then, you know, you can put out all kinds of stories into the world that may or may not, that, that they end up splattering. You can, uh, and, and they end up feeling more like that spider web instead of that precise, that precisely targeted arrow that says, hey, we know who you are the the prospect the audience the market we know who you are we know what you want we know why you're not getting it and this is why we can help you get what you want and so when that clarity is not there that's when things start to wander and go all all you know go all over the place i love it i love it where do you see all this fall apart for clients that you work with? You know what? That really depends on the client. It, you know, cause sometimes it can, it can be an element of everything is in place. The business is operating the way it needs to. The business is getting what it needs. Uh, it, 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 there's a clear knowledge of who the audience is what they want, what their obstacles are, and how they're, how they're getting those sol solved by the business. But if the owner of the business, if the leadership of the business are miserable personally, that's going to be a problem. You know? <laughs> and a lot of people don't give themselves the liberty to think about that. You know, if, if they say, well, the business is doing fine, but I hate my life. Well, let's figure that out, you know, but then there are other, I mean, good grief. There have been plenty of times where the leadership knows what they want, but the business isn't getting what they want. I mean, at, at, from a very basic element of this, uh, from my own perspective, when I was first starting out in the entertainment industry, I was learning how this communication stuff worked at the high levels that, uh, that it was expected to be. And I realized this is valuable stuff. This is, you know, and, and I've always been a teacher and, uh, you know, I've, I've been wanting to empower people to, uh, take power, you know, take use of these ideas for themselves. And so I started saying, okay, let's, let's start building online business based around this thing that I know. And so it, it's the classic e-myth you know, Michael Gerber e-myth thing, just because you're good at a thing doesn't mean you're automatically good at running a business around the thing. And uh, that smacked me upside the head over and over for a very long time because just because you're good at editing TV doesn't mean you know how to run a business around teaching people about communication or editing TV, you know? So the business wasn't getting what it wanted in that case. So it's, uh, and, and then there are, there are other times when you might have someone where the leadership is, is aligned. They know who the audience is. 
the business has the offerings in place. They can actually solve those problems, but they're just not showing up in the right way. So hmm. it's, uh, it, it, it can be a bit of a crapshoot. It can be, it, it's, uh, it's a lot of detective work sometimes. Well, and that's why you get paid the big bucks, right? <laughs> you know? Well, well, and, and I got to tell you, one of those things, I mean, I, I know that this is something that you, uh, you put a lot of thought into with your work, with your clients. I'd be curious to know. I mean, I mean I'll, I'll, I'll say straight up. I mean, I'm not, I'm not walking around in C-suites talking to executives, but uh, in your world, I'd be curious to know uh, how is this something that you see? Mm -hmm. I do. I, and I love the way that you broke it down between, you know, like the, you know, the, like, what is your story? What is the story of transformation and what's the story of your audience? Um, the, I, I will say, I'll say this is that the number one space that I see disconnection happen is mining and defining what your audience story is in the first place. Mm-hmm. Because it's really, really easy. The, high, the, the the larger your organization gets, the more pressure it is on the senior leader to only think about themselves and how they're performing and how their executive team is performing. And they But they forget about being able to maximize on storytelling initiatives and making sure that the people, that their audience is staying in touch and that there's a certain relevant connection with who they are as an organization. Because the things that you and I want within, the, within, within our companies... It's pretty easy for me to come up with a bunch of stories of things that we've experienced or even some of our visions that we want to be able to make come to life. But if we don't recognize that our audience isn't static, like there's real life happening consistently that's that's shifting circumstances and shifting stories that are happening at the audience level. And so for in order for us to be relevant to meet those needs, we have to stay consistently somehow being boots on the ground and making sure that we're staying connected there. Larger organizations, they're having a, a, a more of a rough time because all the different cultural things that are happening around us through, I don't even want to say the word COVID because I'm pretty sure that that's like a trending outward for <laughs> for right now, right? <laughs> well, 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 let's face it. that's That's been a huge, a monumental catalyst of change. It has no been. matter whether No matter whether you're going to posit that as a, as a positive or a negative, it's both, you know, but, but man, talk about change. It has been. And, but if you think about it, so right now over 42% of all, all, all organizations in the country offer work from home environments. And so like this, the work from home movement now versus the work from office movement, people are having to try to figure out, okay, how do I tr create unified culture when, I have people that are, you know, in the brick and mortar experience versus the people that are working from home. Okay, Nate, great. Now we have to create these digital experiences in which we have, you know, a segment of our business. Now, whether we like it or not, we have to actually amp up our external and our internal communication methodologies to make sure we're telling the right stories because why? Because everybody's spread out everywhere. So our audience has shifted and now even some of our employees are actually part of the audience. And so we have to make sure that we, that we stay connected. Um, so I think that that's where, like out of the three things, well, number one, two on this is that any organization that leads with making sure that they're championing transformation within their storytelling methodology, you will win at a certain level, as long as your trans transformation is true, authentic, and sincere. And that's part of your motivations that you want to see impact. You want to see change and you want to champion those stories. 
But if man, if you could, if organizations can figure out ways to stay boots on the ground, making sure that they're actually diving into the true north of the bullseye of their audience story, that is so huge. But it's a struggle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's because a lot of that time, these changes happen. These changes happen, and uh, they can be even be invisible, or they can be so gradual that you look up after six months or a year and you're going, whoa, whoa, that, this is not the same as it used to be. It's uh, some, sometimes change is obvious and sometimes change is just super, super subtle. Well, I mean, you see this as well, like in the entertainment industry, there's reasons why major film manufacturers develop a test audience for a film before it comes out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's their, that's their effort of going, we want to make sure we get this right. You know, mm-hmm. when it comes to the DC properties, by the way, I'm starting to lose hope. I'm starting to feel <laughs> hopeless in my heart. <laughs> I got my little co-pilot here. Just remind me that, that a good day can happen. It can, it can come. Okay. But... <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> So, but yeah, I think, I think that those are the things of, of, you know, you nailed it on the head there. Um, but also to just making sure that organizations, um, I was just talking with another leader about this, that, um, organizations that lean towards their true motivation of leading people to an experience versus just top line revenue motivations. Um, money, money is, is a, you know, top line revenue is evidence of success, mm-hmm. but it's not success. Leading people through an experience that can be transformational, for me, that's success. And then you top line what? revenue follows. You know what? There, if I can venture into film school geekery just a second to, to talk about that. When people talk about change, there are two, uh, there are two primary kinds of change that people talk about within a storytelling framework. So some of the, uh, the the number one is external, something that happens outside you. It's something that's visible. Um, and then you have the other kind of change which happens internally. It's the internal change. It's the internal character arc. And so, you you get a you get a trade off with these two kinds of change because it's a lot easier to show external change. If you're George Lucas doing the original Star Wars movies, it's a lot easier to say there's a Death Star in the sky and the Death Star blows up, boom, it's gone. You know, there's very little emotional connection to that unless you're on the planet that unless you know that it's a weapon about to blow up on your planet and, and, and you're all about to die and now you don't die, but that's most people aren't that, you know, you can see something was there now it's gone. But when you talk about internal change, when you talk about the character of someone like Luke Skywalker, who starts out as a whiny, as a whiny kid on the farm and he goes through this journey that turns him into it it's a transformation of him into a mature jedi knight that is the internal character arc and that's what people identify with so tying this back to what you said about creating experiences as opposed to just top line revenue the experiences that are people experience, whether it's 
our teams or it's people in our market, when we can create internal change in them, that is where the emotion just gets that that's where the emotion lives. And that's where brand loyalty lives. That's where all sorts of stuff comes from that. So yeah, internal change, external change. So I was in a, I was in a blue sky meeting yesterday with one of my clients. And and for those that are listening, our blue sky days, when I invite um, an executive team and their support team uh, into a, a full day experience with me. And we start off the day with a, just a concept of saying, okay, if there's a big, hairy, audacious goal that's within your next five-year strategic plan, let's throw it out there and make sure that we can't reach it yet. But then we're going to spend the day actually reverse engineering it down to some micro moments to making sure that we can actually execute. So it's pretty fun because you start off the day, depending on the personalities that are in the room. I have some people literally like want to argue and fight. You know, like thinking like it's a big waste of their time. There's no possible way that we're going to reach that five-year strategic goal. Most of the time, because it's usually a number two or a number three sitting in the room, realizing that the chief visionary officer, the CEO of the organization is throwing out this big, huge dream that they have. And the other people in the room are actually responsible to execute it and make it happen. So that's usually why the tension you know, right. exists a little bit. But somewhere in the middle of the day, the whole team gets together. And yesterday, there's about 30 people that were in the room. And this leader gets up in front of everybody. He starts to do his state of the organization address. And, um, and he starts going through the playbook that we've been running through for the past year. And then somewhere in the middle of his presentation, all of a sudden, he starts bringing up the slides of, you know, one of the slides was one of his employees, uh, their husband died on their team. And so he he drove and he drove to her hometown to meet, to meet her. And then he picked her up at his house. And then she, he drove her to, uh, to this park where the rest of the team was hiding in the playground equipment. So he could show that, that the company had actually went and dedicated a, a park bench at this park to her husband. And wow. And so, and he had, and this has been something where it's like, when I said yes to working with him, it was because, okay, you have to be approachable. You have to be teachable, likable, flexible. You have to have high levels of integrity, high levels of innovation, but you have to have high levels of empathetic leadership in order for you to make a mark in 2022 and beyond. And so I'm sitting there, I'm listening to this and I'm going, this is not the same leader that I was working with with a year or two years ago. This guy has literally, he had probably 15 different stories to where he literally had led firsthand with making sure that the experiences that he created for his team were things that were unforgettable moments. And that was just one of them. Like, but he had time and time and time again, picture after picture. And I literally, I'm watching a pretty charismatic, high energy leader just spend the next 15 to 20 minutes just literally bawling in front of his team and just talking about how much he loved the experiences that he's able to create for his team. Oh, that is fantastic. That is fantastic. Well, and, and how do you think? Yeah. And I mean, so let's talk about, let's talk about an element of this as ourselves when we, you know as as we're going through our own stories in our own life we can say who we are as the character we can say what we want as the character and what's keeping us from getting what we want and so that's those are the obstacles in our way but man 
the, the thing is, when we change who we are, when we change who the, our character is and what our character wants, everything downstream changes with that. Mm-hmm. You, you, you want to talk about, you want to talk about a, a, a leverage point, a mental and emotional leverage point. If you want to say, you know, so the example of this leader, instead of saying, I am, I am the, uh, I, I, I'm the, the leader of this company who wants to make sure we take care of our people and we hit our numbers or, you know, or, or something just kind of basic like that. When he changes his personal story as a leader to say, I'm the leader of this company and I want, I want our team, I want our employees to know that they are, they are truly important to us as human beings and, and that we show them that. Mm. Do you think, what do you think that's going to do for employee morale and employee retention? When, when, when a leader changes his, his or her own personal storyline to say, this is what I want, an elevated version of who I am and what I want. And that's, you know, there are multiple levers that you can pull in any of these different storylines that are running at any different point. And on one hand, it can be exhilarating to think about that and to think about the possibilities. And on the other hand, it can be completely overwhelming if you get stuck thinking about it too much, because then, you know, then you go on down your own mental spider web <laughs> saying, okay, well, what, yeah. where, where do you go first? Well, I, th- I think the, the big connection here though, to, to everything, and that's why it's so like the timing of you being willing to pop on the podcast is that there is this correlation within organizations that we lead to, to the experiences that we make and the stories that we tell lead to the success of our organization and the KPIs will follow. And we have to be, we have to be in touch with that, you know, like how this, how this day ended up ending for this leader. And I, you know, like, I'm pretty sure that he would actually be completely willing to release the data from his metrics, but he had this last year, he had over 37% increase in performance and profitability versus any other year that he's ever been in business. And he's on a, he's on a trajectory of, of going like literally sky's the limits in this next year. He already has more commitments for business, just commitments, contracts signed at the end of Q4 of 2022, that is higher than his top line revenue produced for 2022. Mm. So his commitments for business going into 2023, he already knows that he's going to, it's like literally about, uh, I think it's like 15% more already committed. And it's it's a sales cycle all year long. You know, it's like, mm. but so here at the end of the night last, uh, so he, they invited me to come to their team dinner because he wanted me to know, like for, for me to be Evan, I'm usually not at all these events with the teams, but he went out of his way to invite me to their team dinner because he wanted me to see the fruit of his work, you know, like he wanted me to know that, Hey, you're my coach. You've been walking me through this. I want you to see we've had the best year ever. Um, like here are the metrics to prove it, but here's where this all comes down to a lot of the things I've learned how to empower my leaders better. I've learned how to trust better. I've learned how to be a higher level of empathetic leader. So he, he, we go to this Hawaiian dinner for his team night, right? Mm -hmm. I kid you not. This is like, this is all happening in like real time. So I show up at this place 
in Omaha. And, um, and he has his executive team there. So there's maybe like 15, six, uh, maybe 20 people there, including spouses, whatnot. And, uh, and he's got this whole night themed and this lady that's sitting right next to me, she's celebrating her 20, 20 year anniversary working for the team. Wow. And it's his first employee to ever make it to 20 years. And he wanted to set a precedent for what this looks like moving forward. Well, because of her time working for the company and just different transitions in life and the ups and downs, her and her husband who got married while she's been working for the company, they never actually got a take, chance to take their honeymoon. And so at the end of the night, like he he calls her up and just kind of starts to talk about her story and just like how much she's given to the company. And then he brings out this massive six foot long check and calls her husband up and he presents, presents them with a trip to Hawaii for to, to celebrate their 20th anniversary with the company, but also their anniversary as a couple. And, you know, it was just like, he, he's getting to the place where he's so in tune to what his people need. Mm. Oh, can, can we just clone this leader? This hit, hit, hit the, hit the copy button over and over and over. I mean, everybody has their so cool, their, man. Well, yeah. And, you know, and that's the thing is, is that like he, um, his, his joy internally for, what he's doing as a business. I mean, now keep in mind, this is I'm also a realist to where I understand he's, he's excited to tell stories because he doesn't necessarily have to worry about the bottom line of the company. You know, the, the stress has been taken off just because they are performing better than they ever have. But he's also realizing that there's something so incredibly powerful about being present into the experiences and the stories that he creates internally, that it actually has shifted culture in such a huge way for everybody on the team that he is so sold out to it um, that hopefully he never reverts back, you know? Yeah. Dude, that is fantastic. That is fantastic stuff. I mean, and so, I mean, I would, I would just say it's, it's, this is a living example of how when people understand story structure it it's 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 really is a formula it's it's a framework to see how we guide our life how we guide our teams how we guide our family uh, it's it's an incredibly powerful thing so when you when you're working with with an organization what does that look like you know like because i know that there are people out there that are that are losing out on opportunities to really maximize storytelling within their organizations losing out on identifying the three areas of development that you're talking about uh with your uh story light, story green light concept um so what does that look like to work with you the sweet spot for the folks that we work with are mostly individuals i will say that uh the folks that we work with are experts or uh, or professionals who deal directly with, with clients. So folks who need to have trust with their prospects, number one, in order to stand out from everyone else who does what they do, whether they're or a, a consultant or a coach or a, an advisor or, or of some sort, uh, there will always be more people who do what we do. So how do you stand out? And then, so that's the first question. And then the second question is, okay, so uh, how 
how on earth, if you stand out, how do you get people to say, yes, I trust you? And so there are obviously there, there are a lot of ways to make that happen. Um, a, a lot of folks will say, Hey, get on a podcast and have a conversation with someone. And, uh, and the, the vast majority of the world will say, uh, no, that's not my thing. <laughs> I either am not qualified or it freaks me out or whatever, you know, uh, but the thing that is so accessible to everyone anywhere is the idea of showing up as a human being and telling stories of who you are. And when you do that, when you show up as a human being, that ends up fast tracking that time from prospect to paying client. And so that's what we focus on with, uh, with, with the one-on-one client work at Story Greenlight, it's okay, how can we, how can we figure out whose stories are playing here? Are they aligned? What is the message of your audience? How are we telling the message of our audience back to them? How can, uh, so, and, and once we know that message, what is the strategy for where we're going to show up in the world and how and why? And then it's varying levels of implementation. So again, it ends up being, it ends up being tailored to people's unique positions, but really the core driver of it is the need for human connection. And that is what story and showing up as a human being within the story context of everyone involved. That's what story does in space. I like how this started off in that you said at the very beginning of this interview is that we are hardwired for story. And then we're kind of landing the plane here. This a little bit of, is that story? If I was to have to sum up just kind of like what you just said is that uh, story is kind of evidence of life. Mm Mm-hmm. And that human connection is just absolutely fundamental in, 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 in any, in any leadership scenario, by the way, I say this to my C-level leaders all the time, you know, so I want to be able to help them, you know, identify their vision with highest levels of clarity and be able to expand it. So they actually can chase something bigger than they ever thought was possible, but they have to be the highest levels, authentic, transparent, likable, teachable, flexible, highest levels of innovation but also the highest levels of vision and also the highest levels of empathetic leaders that that organization has ever seen. And when all those things come to life, watch out, you will produce great stories. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, Well, really quick here. So is there anything specific that you'd like to invite people to experience with you? Is there anything that uh, ways for people to engage with you or do you have anything that you'd like to invite people to? Yeah. If, uh, if you want to learn more about what's going on, uh, there's a special page just for you. You can go to storygreenlight.com slash level up leader, storygreenlight.com slash level up leader. And, uh, that'll tell you more about what we're about. And, um, if you want to learn, dive more into the story that down the rabbit hole of storytelling, got some resources for you there too. I love it. I love it. Jeff, you are uh, just, you're brilliant. I highly respect you. Uh, I trust you. And so I, I thank you for popping onto the Level Up Leader podcast. And um, do you have any final thoughts for us before we, before we wrap up? Yeah. 
there is there is a fundamental desire for change in all of our hearts and this is not this is not by accident mm-hmm. this is something i i believe we're designed that way and when we have when we take the opportunity to understand what this power of the life that we're living the stories that we're living the ways that our stories interact with other people and the way that we can help bring about change in their lives uh i can't i, I can think of few things more powerful than helping bring change to the world and to the people that we interact with so it's a privilege to be part of that. That is so powerful. So good. Jeff Barch, thank you for making your way to the Level Up Leader podcast. Uh, everybody else, please uh, give it up for Jeff also and make sure to pop into the Level Up Leader podcast group on Facebook and make sure to say hi to Jeff. And uh, he's there to answer any questions as well with you. So uh, make sure to do that and uh, build a friendship with this man. You won't regret it. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you for joining us today on the Level Up Leader podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, consider leaving a review on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps to get the word out. And make sure to like, subscribe, and follow so you get all of the episodes. Also, a special thank you to our featured artist, Names Without Numbers, for allowing us to use their music. We decided we only wanted to feature music that I've produced in the studio, so we think that's pretty cool. To find out more about everything that we're up to, please check us out at teams.coach. And don't forget to join our Facebook group at teams.coach slash leveluploaders.